Hey family, what's up? Before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you can communicate with me. All you have to do is email me at thecookoutpodcast at gmail.com. Send me all of your listener letters, any questions you have, any things that you want me to talk about on the show, any stories or experience that you've had that you want to share with me on the show that I can share with that with the rest of the family. Um, even if you have like questions for like particular family members who come to the family table, I know some of you guys have like some of your favorites, send them questions too. And the, like the next time they're on the show, I'll ask them the question. So hit me at the cookout podcast at gmail.com for all listener letters, all listener questions and the such. And yeah. Also real quick. I know. It's like Maddie out there who listen to this raggedy ass show. Like it's a lot of y'all. I mean, I get the numbers, so I know. So I need help with understanding why I don't have like a lot of reviews and a lot of like five star reviews on the show. Like what's up? Like all of my Apple listeners, which most of you are, do me a favor. First of all, subscribe and then scroll down to the bottom of the page and give me a five star review. That's it. And leave me a nice comment. Like, don't be a douchebag. Leave me a nice comment and make me smile for the day. I really appreciate that type of thing. Um, also, make sure you share the show with a friend. And when you listen to the show, post it. Like, screenshot it. Post it. Tag me. That way, you know, your boy feels loved. <laughs> All right. Let's get ready for the show. Ayo. What up, though? This episode of The Cookout is brought to you by... out to the Holy Ghost and Forces. Savior. Savior. Mighty God. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I know Jerome is like falling out of his seat oh, right now. Wherever he is, right. Jerome, you are dying. I know it. You're welcome. That is for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the cookout. I'm your host, uh, Chase Cassidy. Um. Hey. 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 How's it going? I'm hanging out, man. You know. Yeah, you know. Hanging chilling, out. Chilling. Living my best Caucasian life. My <laughs> Lord. Doing All the right. best I can with what I got. Hey, cause, cause what? God can take a little, huh? and, and he can turn it into a huh? lot. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Will he won't? Sure he will. <laughs> He'll do it if you let him. If you let him. Ha ta ta. Okay. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, I do actually have um. Uh, just a small, small announcement. Just a mm-hmm. smidgen of an announcement that I need to share with. A scotch of an announcement. A scotch. Just, just a scotch <laughs> that I need to share with the uh, the listeners here. So um, I, Chase Cassidy, your host, will be a red carpet correspondent hey. at a industry party um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, well. It is. Well, um, well. <laughs> it's going to be on Sunday, March 24th. Hey. Um, it's called Atlanta Red Light Special. It is actually a um, birthday party for my very, very good friend that is an editor-in-chief of Control Magazine. His oh, name is LeVar awesome. Kemp. Happy right. birthday, LeVar. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bubba. So I'm going to go and be um, 
and be a red carpet correspondent there at his party. Um, for for those who want tickets, please come out and see your boy. Um, even though the party's about him, come out and see me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, but of course. For those who want tickets, you can go to redlightspecialatl19.eventbrite.com. Yeah. It is a black tie event, so um, mm-hmm. y'all pray for me because Chasey does not like getting dressed but up. But you're going to really? wear it. You're going to wear <laughs> it well. So, I hate it so much, but I love my friend. Um, so I'm going to do it for him. Um, it's going to be great. There are going to be like you know some celebs in the building, some people who are going to be performing. It's going to be a really, really good night. So come out March 24th. Get your tickets at redlightspecialatl19.eventbrite.com. Yes, it's gonna yes. be a good time. I'm it's a little so. nervous. It's my first time doing anything like that. Um, You'll knock it out of the park. I, I hope so. You're I a natural. So. You're, You're a natural. natural. Yeah. I will exactly. do my it's best. Be um, so I'll be in Atlanta for that weekend as well. So that any of my too. Atlanta listeners who want to, you know, hang out, come see me. All right. With that said, um, who bought the potato salad to the cookout this week? This one was so easy. Oh. Billy Porter. With that Oscars frock that he had on. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, mother. Full Cinderella gown. Yes. Extensive. It was amazing. He bibbity bobbity booed all three. Yes. Let us have it. Fairy godmother. It was, yes. Fairy gay mother. Yes. Yes, queen. Yes. I loved every moment of it. The boldness, the nerve, just the nerve to get up there. I saw a picture where they just showed the top and Mm -hmm. then showed the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Like and I, I didn't. Really, I, it was amazing. I loved yeah. it. It was, was like that. That it was the drama of that. Mm-hmm. That gown was right? was just so dope. And like the cool thing is that even though like it was definitely like a, a feminine moment, it still had this like taste of masculinity to it that mm-hmm. I loved so much. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And like it didn't wear him. Mm-mm. Like he, he wore, wore that. It. Mm-hmm. He could, you know, absolutely. he could pull that off. Of course, yeah. he, uh, it was. Oh man, like I just as soon I was swiping through because of course I didn't watch the Oscars because mm-hmm. who cares? Um, <laughs> I was scrolling through and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. like that made me Ooh. stop. The thing is, I didn't know he had on a full dress until the next day. Okay. Because I was, and I was watching, I watched the Oscars, and I also watched, like, the, the pre, um, pre-Oscar pre red carpet uh-huh. thing. And um, to me, every clip that I saw of him, he was, it was just waist, waist they up. They were probably right. trying to censor it. Mm-hmm. Probably. For the people. <laughs> it was waist up. And so it wasn't until the next day that mm-hmm. I was, you know, online, I saw, I was like, oh, he had on a full gown. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, I wish, I wish they'd shown the full thing on TV, but. Yeah. It was, it was just it was a lot of, of, of just black nerve happening mm-hmm. at the Oscars. <laughs> For sure. I will say it that. was. Absolutely. That I Absolutely. Um, I, I live. Color showed up. Shouts mm-hmm. out to, shouts out to Regina King for winning yeah. her first oh, Oscar. Yeah. I Cried. Long overdue. I cried when she accepted, when she said. Did she you really? I did. Long I did. overdue. One thing beautiful. I will say I was jealous of with her. It wasn't her look. It wasn't the fact that she was at the Oscars. It wasn't even the fact that she won the Oscar. I was <laughs> jealous because she was helped on the stage by Chris Evans. <laughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> he did help her. Captain America and his yeah, fine ass did. took her hand. He did. And walked her up to the podium. I was like, you when know what? When you're Regina King, things, you know. You know, think, blessings just fall into your lap. <laughs> <laughs> they just fall right into your lap. And that would be something I would like to fall into. And, um, oh, that's now, a lap you want to fall well, into? Hot time. Right. Well, well. Robo oh, show. Right. Um, yes, and also Black Panther won three Oscars. Yeah, they well did. Deserved. They did not um, win the yes. Oscar, but they got three. And but I was, I they was got right. three, and I was 
and like all of them were like yep. deserved Absolutely. and they were not uh-huh. they definitely Absolutely. were not like pity wins right, by, right. by any no, means no. Um, it was theirs it, it, it was theirs mm-hmm. and it was really great and they were the first uh, superhero film to ever yes. win an Oscar yep. yeah. uh, so I was, I was like for that. yes no. it was awesome it was it was, it was yeah I, I, and also into the Spider Verse. Yes, I just gotta say. Okay, like, I have not. If seen y'all it, haven't seen that movie yet, it's okay. fantastic. It was when I saw the first preview. I thought this is a really kiddie movie, but no. then I have heard so many people come out. It is the amazing. best Spider Man movie, hands absolutely down, ever made, without a doubt. And ever, I yeah. would go as far. I would go far enough. I would say. That it was potentially one of the best superhero movies of the year. Oh, one, yeah, definitely. And that's a year. That's 2018. That's the year we did have Black Panther and, and Infinity the year we, War. And Infinity War. It's, it, so that's saying a lot. That's top three. Let's just say it was top three yeah. for it's sure. Definitely in the top three. It was. It was very good. And it, it was a well deserved Oscar. Well deserved. I'm excited um, to see it though. So yeah, that's right. the potato salad today. Anyhow, what are we doing today? We're here at the family table Ooh. and. We are starting a series. This is only the second series I've done on the show, I think, um, other than Battle of the Sexes series. But um, this is a series I've been wanting to do since I started the show, mm-hmm. and the time is right. And yes. so now we're going to tackle Christianity and religion and all of the stuff and things that the come things. with that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be yes, it's going to be good. So we're going to do I'm going to do three to four episodes. I'm I'm planning for three so far, but you know if it gets you know oh, spicy, yeah. then I'll give it a, another yeah. little extension. Well, thank you yes. for inviting us to the inaugural episode. Oh yes. well, I mean, of course, of course. So let's introduce us at the family table today. We have two veterans and a newbie. All right, just like we did last week. Um, <laughs> this, season two was like the year of like you know the fresh meat. Yeah, okay. fresh meat, <laughs> fresh meat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, to my right, Jonathan. Hey. How's it going? He's back. I'm back. Mr. John Wrights, Inc. is in the building. Yes. yes. Doing find his me. thing. Find my website. I'll yes, find it. Yes, yes, yes. Please, johnwrightsinc.com. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Also back at the family table is John's woman. <laughs> that's, that's, what we, that's what we know her as now. That's, no, that's no. That <laughs> she, ain't it. She has relinquished her identity. <laughs> no, sure have not. Hey, Vaughn. <laughs> hey, Chasey. How you doing, so? Hi, everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. Mm, you God don't, is You good. don't look well, though. You don't look well. <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sick and tired of you. You're so messy. You. <laughs> the Lord rebuke you and your shade. I don't have time today. I don't know why I am walking her. in the beauty of his um, holiness, of his holiness. Mm. okay all right um, the lord is surely shining on me yes. today yes the glow um and you will not rain what? <laughs> great. You, you know I, I couldn't rain it has been raining in charlotte for fucking ever it yeah. has been a long like way. it just it will not sh- like it, we got like one day I'm tired. yeah it was sun came out a little bit yesterday it did it just did. like it did. for in like the morning just for like two yeah. minutes and then we're right <laughs> hey, back i'll take what i can get this one <sighs> yeah mm. all right and for fresh meat for the newbie hey josh what's happening josh is here you guys might recognize his voice. He was at the live show mm-hmm. and he gave that very poignant question yeah, about awesome. race and such yes. that everyone cheered for. Come on, so I? welcome to your your first episode of the cookout. Thank you popping that cherry. <laughs> <laughs> don't you bleed on my chair? Don't you bleed on my chair? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, so are we ready? I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. 
Let's. I have so many questions in everybody. My, um, my prayer cap. Your prayer cap. <laughs> <laughs> Your doily. My doily and my uh, my lap my lap scarf. That, you know that means you ain't say right. Ah, Jezebel. Jezebel. <laughs> you got that lip gloss on too. Forgive me, Father. You yeah. know what I say with a lip gloss, right? Hell. No else to wear that gloss. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> everybody brought notes today, which is great. Um, I, I, I brought the wrong notes. So, oh, it's fine. Sans notes, it's fine. Yeah. All right, we cool. Have, we good. All right, so let's start with with this. This is a question that I have actually asked myself before, and I've asked like in conversation with my parents, who I have this conversation with a lot, um, and I would like to ask other believers this question. Mm-hmm. Is all of this Christianity stuff, this Bible stuff, this Jesus, is all of this real or is this just the greatest hoax of all time just to keep people in in some sort of check to give us some sort of like moral compass to make us not be murderers and like, you know, just deplorable people like I've thought about it and I'm like. Who can really say that this is actually real? This seems like it would be more fitting to just be something that the quote unquote elites came up with way back in the day to say, okay, let's put this together Mm -hmm. to keep people in line. Mm -hmm. What do we think about that? Mm. (laughs) Deep question? This we could jump right in. I think it's a great question. Um, And I think it's an important question to ask. I think in the life of every believer, they should get to a point where they start to question things like mm-hmm. that because I people would say you weren't a believer for saying that actually right people but people people are, people. are wrong uh, <laughs> <laughs> no um, so God gave us brains right mm-hmm. and so I believe that He wants us to use them. I also believe that the fact that we are living a fleshly existence mm-hmm. and so we're going to experience things in our lives that are going to make us question something that we can't see. Right, um, God is. If we believe in the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. who is the God I believe in, mm-hmm. he transcends my senses, right? So right. it makes perfect sense to me to ask those kind of critical questions because I, I do question people who never come to that point, mm-hmm. who never actually wrestle with their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think God actually wants us to ask those kind of questions. Um, I believe unequivocally that it is real. Okay. And I believe that um, for a couple of reasons. One, um, I have experienced, I would say I have the testimony of my experience okay. in my life. Um, I have experience God's mercy, his grace. I've seen him move on my behalf. Right. Things that have happened in my life that there is no possible conceivable way mm-hmm. they would have worked out the way they did. I don't believe in coincidence and I don't believe in chance or luck. Okay. Um, but I do believe in the favor of the Lord and I do believe that he is active and alive, like his word, that he is working on my behalf, um, that he is real. Um, he speaks to me. Right. Um, now I'm not talking about audibly. He is not mm-hmm. saying Jonathan. Um, <laughs> but and we were just talking about this in Sunday school this morning. How does God speak to you? Mm-hmm. And the answer I gave was there are times where I have these nudges or these impressions mm-hmm. that I know can't be me because it's completely contradictory to what I actually want to do. Yeah. Okay. So it's or it's something that's just completely random. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's dopamine. I don't believe it's serotonin. I don't believe <laughs> right. it's chemicals in my brain. I don't believe it's caffeine. I believe that it is the Holy Spirit speaking to me in those moments. Um, and then I think also we have historic evidence, okay. uh, historical evidence. So you have a lot of people who are like, well, you know, you had yeah, the ancient manuscripts and you have texts and but those things could have been doctored and all those kind of things. And the Bible, you know, you have so many different interpretations and you have how can you trust in the authority of Scripture if you have all these different people involved in its uh, actual drafting? Right. Um, well, if you even if you don't believe in the word of God, 
there are extra biblical sources. Mm -hmm. There are writings and texts and manuscripts from historians who had no stake in pushing the quote unquote Christian agenda um, during the time of the early church. You have Josephus, for instance, who wrote the Antiquities of the Jews. You have people like um, Julius Africanus, um, who wrote about the earth uh, being covered in darkness um, for three hours, which corresponds with the Gospel of Luke, in which uh, Luke writes that the earth, at, when Jesus died, the earth was covered in darkness. Right. Uh, Julius also writes about earthquakes and all these other things that are happening that are uh, verified in scripture. Right. Um, so I think we also have archaeological and historic, <clears throat> historical evidence okay. that Jesus, at the very least, Jesus was real. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been proven. Okay. Jesus was real. Now, when it comes to Christianity... The thing that distinguishes in my mind and my heart that distinguishes Christianity from any other world religion Mm -hmm. is that, and please somebody correct me if I'm wrong, as far as I know, there is no other religious leader who was killed by trained executioners and put in a guarded tomb Mm -hmm. and then was seen after three days later Mm -hmm. by eyewitnesses after he was placed in that tomb. Um, and then not even just in the immediacy of his, not even the immediate, um, aftermath of his resurrection was he seen, but he was seen for many weeks later Mm -hmm. by several hundred people. Okay. Um, there are eyewitness accounts of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so to me, yes, I believe in the authority of the scripture. I believe that Christianity is real. I do believe though, and I'm sure we'll get into this, that people have distorted it oh yeah we're gonna get there yeah oh we're Um, gonna get there but for me that that is unequivocal proof also the fact that i look at the world around us and you can't tell me i'm sorry you can't convince me it takes more faith to convince me that we came from amoeba you know (laughs) that that Uh just imploded Uh um versus an intelligent creator Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's me that's okay Uh, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, okay. I, like you said about um, questioning, and some people would say that, oh, then you're not a Christian. And, uh-huh. You know, growing up, that was the thing. Like, you uh-huh. don't you don't question the yeah. word. Uh-huh. You don't question God. Uh-huh. It is what it is. Like, and if you go down that questioning path, it's that's the wrong way to go. You're not supposed to be down there. Uh-huh. So, you know, through the whole coming out process for me, that was the big thing for me. Like, I can't question God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been told my whole life, you know, I'm going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just is what it is at this point. I right. can't really question it. So now I'm getting to the point of questioning and looking at different things. And like Jonathan said, there's there's a lot in the world that you can't – we didn't come – where do we come from? Like, if, if you're going to throw, you know, the God equation out, mm-hmm. where, where do we come from? Okay. And I don't think we just spawned one day and it happened. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, there's got to be a creator behind the scenes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I, I've i thought about that same path. Like, yeah. when, you know, did somebody really just create this? You know, right, Because right. it makes us better people. Right, and right. And if, if Christianity went away, like, if Area 51 comes out and we find out we got aliens and Christianity <laughs> right. falls, uh-huh. where's the world going to be? So, mm-hmm. I... I understand that argument, but I, I do think there's more in the world to make you believe more that it's not just something somebody created to make it the biggest hoax that's run, uh-huh. but that there's actually foundation and truth behind it. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Brian? Um, so for me, um, I agree a lot with what, what Jonathan said. Um, I have my own life testimony mm-hmm. that has shown me without, like, Without a doubt, I know mm-hmm. that Christianity is real. It's not a hoax mm-hmm. um, based on my life experience. But also, I think about it, too, like the idea of people creating Christianity 
to keep people in check. Right. I think even the greatest, the people, the, the, the person that we may see, you know, <clears throat> that might be smart enough or brilliant enough mm -hmm. to create something like that to keep people in check, even they're flawed. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, whatever they create is also flawed. And uh -huh. I believe that the word of God, the compass for Christians, is not flawed. It is the perfect word of God. And so, if I believe that, then I can't believe that there are people that created this to try to keep me in check or, or create a moral compass for me. Okay. Um, that just does not, it does not make sense. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I believe, I believe that, um, again, Christianity is real. I believe that God is real. Um, he's proven it time and time. Um, I look again at, like Jonathan said, the world around me and mm -hmm. like the proof is there, you right. know, each and every day. And, you know, I think about even my own life circumstances, things I go through, the things that my, my friends go through, the things I see people going you know, dealing with and how there is an answer for all of it anytime I check the Bible. You okay. know what I'm saying? I can I can literally check anything that I see in this world with mm -hmm. the word of God and I'm like, that can't be that can't be fake. And, you know, I believe that God created us mm -hmm. and we didn't just come from out of nowhere. Or, or from monkeys. From okay. monkeys, yeah. You know, things like see, that. See this is this the way I kinda think about it is it could be in a sense a mix of both. Mm -hmm. Like I do think that Okay. You know, a lot of these stories and, and such that we read in the Bible, um, they it's possible that they probably could have happened. Did they happen exactly the way that it reads or exactly the way that we interpret it? Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much. Um, I also believe that, you know, if God is all powerful, you know, all, all of creation that we see, it could it could have possibly been some sort of big bang. Maybe mm -hmm. he of course he would have orchestrated it because he is God and is all powerful. But. So it could be science and it could be religion. It could be a mix of both, you know. Um, I also believe that, you know, at the same time, while some of this stuff is possible to have happened, I do think to Jonathan's point, in a sense, we kind of have over time like distorted it to maybe fit like to our fit us, yeah. yes. our narrative yes. or like what we may want to push. Yeah. Even in the um, the transcribing of what happened, writing mm -hmm. it down, if I was living in that time and I'd say mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, Moses or whomever mm -hmm. wrote books in the Bible and I mm -hmm. wrote this and you know um, then I you know somebody else reads the story and the story goes on and on and on and then it's translated from from Greek to English and, and all of these different translations it's kind of like the telephone effect mm -hmm. remember that game mm -hmm. telephone yeah, we played yeah. when we were a kid yeah. you know like the story starts out one way mm -hmm. by and by you you whisper in someone's ear and by the time it gets through like your 15 other classmates it comes right. to the last person mm -hmm. it's a totally different story mm -hmm. right. you know and it could be like a lot of details are missing or there are added details or things of that nature so I think that there may be some of that as well mm -hmm. um, and there's is there really a way for us to verify that how do we know that this is exactly how it happened like how do mm -hmm. like the only reason why I struggle with it sometimes is because those those miracles and things that happened that we read in this Bible mm -hmm. about like, you know, Jesus walking on water or, you know, being resurrected, things of this nature. It's like, did it actually happen that way? Because I'm, we don't see those things now. Like we just it mm -hmm. just doesn't happen. Right. And it's, it's super un, unbelievable. Like so like if we're, we go to grandma's funeral and grandma's in that casket and she gets up, we running. <laughs> ain't, ain't, no, ain't nobody like, you know, Not saying, yeah, nobody's saying, thank you, Jesus. We running. Right. And so it's like, so why don't we run from the thought that, you know, well, this person resurrected, he he died for our sins and like now all of us can be, can be saved. Well, because I mean, I think you, I feel like you kind of answered the question. Like okay. his, his dying and resurrection was, a, was for a grand purpose. Mm -hmm. It was, 
one, it was prophesied before it actually even happened. Mm -hmm. There are events, there are, um, there's prophecy in the Old Testament that leads to the coming of Jesus and the death okay. and resurrection and of Jesus. And so, and, and so if you, if you think about it the way you said it, if grandma passes away and grandma is raised up, why is grandma raised up? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why is she now raised from the dead? Mm -hmm. Jesus died and was resurrected to save us from ourselves. You know what I'm saying? To save us, not from ourselves, from our, from our sin. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that is kind of the, I mean, and y'all can, you know, add to it if you want, but I think that's the answer to the question. It, there was, there was divine purpose for him dying and, and resurrecting. There was divine purpose for him coming to the earth and in, and doing and performing the miracles that he did you know? okay so like you know if we all have purpose as human mm -hmm. beings and i feel like we all do yeah. have a yeah. have a reason for being here um and you know i let's you know a woman has you know she's diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and she's like you know mm -hmm. and she's a believer and she's mm -hmm. you know been a believer her whole life and she's mm -hmm. praying to god lord please heal me mm -hmm. and she dies mm -hmm. you know and it doesn't happen mm -hmm. you know the same man that you know um healed the woman with the issue of blood should mm -hmm. be able to you know, take care of this woman who has, who doesn't want to die, who has stage four breast cancer. And she has, you know, three small children and she wants to live for them. Like, so mm -hmm. like, why, why not? Why do, why do, why do, why do these, these prayers not get answered anymore? Why mm -hmm. quote unquote answered in like our sense? Mm -hmm. I put up the air quotes. Are that, they, but. are they all unanswered though? Or are there, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like people are still healed of, of cancer. People are still, people still come into remission of cancer and of diseases um and i think when it happened when when sometimes when people pray to be healed and they still die i don't think it's for us to necessarily ask like well why not her you know why why this is i, I, I just feel like everybody's not going to to receive healing on this side okay. there's healing mm -hmm. that takes place for you know for for that woman for that believer that dies of cancer there's healing but it's just not here on earth there's healing on the other side for her. Okay. Um, so I don't no. know. Jonathan. And I, I, I agree with that. And I also think that I think sometimes we have to change our mindsets, right? Mm -hmm. Because okay. I think, well, here's how I think about it. The presence of God does not negate suffering. Yeah. So right. the facts. Yeah. you will, uh, one of the unfortunate results of the fall of man and mm -hmm. sin in the world is that we will suffer and mm -hmm. we will die. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, sometimes there are people and there are testimonies of people who pray to be healed and they are mm -hmm. completely cancer free. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. In fact, mm -hmm. just um, this morning, uh, a church member was testifying about her cancer journey and Come how she somebody. is. Yeah, she is healed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but then there are others who don't have that experience. Right, right. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that God is choosing. Uh, well, she's more blessed than that person right, or God right. can't heal that other person. Um, Sometimes it's hard for us to understand and because we try and stick God in our own Cartesian box mm -hmm. in our minds. Just uh, stop really is... quickly. Just say that one more time. <laughs> we say... try and stick God in our Cartesian box. Come on. Somebody. So he is out. He exists outside of that box. Yep. Uh -huh. So we may we assume we want God to move a certain way. We want him to do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. But we also have to realize he's also sovereign. He's sovereign. So, and sometimes within the sovereignty of God, things just don't make sense on this level. This is a finite, okay. finite level. He's yeah. infinite. Mm -hmm. We are temporary. He's eternal. So it's kind of like, and I know that that's 
That's bleak, fam. That yeah. is. That's cold comfort sometimes, <laughs> yeah. or no comfort for people. And I get that, and I understand that. Um, but for the for the believer though, mm-hmm. who is afflicted with cancer, obviously I've not gone through that, so I can't speak right, for anyone. Right. But for those who I know who have gone through cancer or gone through some kind of illness and did not make it on this side, I do know though that their faith kept them in the midst of that struggle mm-hmm. and in the midst of that hardship and in the midst of that toil. We're going to touch on faith a little bit mm-hmm. in that soon. Right. Yeah. And that they believed uh-huh. that, okay, I may not make it on this side. Yeah. This body is going to waste away. That is a given. That's going to happen regardless. Right. No matter if you get healed now or you get, or not, right. um, you're going to die. But for the believer, you know, this isn't the end either. This mm-hmm. isn't the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Death is just a means to another end. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't end <laughs> it's, right. it's okay. eternity uh-huh. it's heaven um so yeah okay any thoughts josh well i, I was just gonna say through, through the whole thing of of back then and you were talking about like now it's just it's unbelievable like mm-hmm. the, the stuff they're talking about like we we can't comprehend it and mm-hmm. i think back in those times it was the the time of the gods if you will like you had egypt and all their gods you have native americans they had gods for this that and the other like everybody had it seemed like every sect had gods. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Jesus coming then saying, I'm the son of God could happen. I mean, Jesus comes today in the Middle East, says he's the son of God. You know, we've got the terrorist bar on CNN letting us know, like, somebody's going crazy in the Middle East. Right. Mm-hmm. So God came then because people weren't so distracted. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. didn't have all the technology, all the electronics, all yeah. the rush of life. I, I mean, I don't know how things worked back then, but I – like the money, like living for the money side of things. So mm-hmm. back then they were more open to seeing and believing. And if you heard something, you would go witness it. So here today, we're going to YouTube it. Like right. I'm going to look up what you're talking about. I'm not going to go try and find it. So I think that's where, yes, the stories may have kind of gotten skewed. You know, somebody adds in an extra thing. But back then that was their that was their time that's when god can come and say you know i am the son of god mm-hmm. and people will come and listen people will come follow people will see as jonathan talked about eyewitness mm-hmm. the things that have happened and write down their stories so in the end is the story 100 percent accurate it may not be but somewhere in there is the truth and that's why i think christianity is based on your personal relationship with god mm-hmm. you've got to take the people's side of the equation out and just say, if there's truth in this mm-hmm. somewhere, that's what I can follow mm-hmm. versus trying to dictate what man has put into the story. And if I also may add, and I'm glad you talked about time, um, because God does work in time. He mm-hmm. works in seasons. Um, and so you look at the Old Testament. There, that was a different dispensation than the New Testament. Uh-huh. Um, same God. Let me make that clear. Mm-hmm. Same God. But God manifested himself in a different way. Um, and he related to his people in a different way. It was more from a reverential standpoint and a power standpoint. Mm-hmm. Jesus, God came as Christ and related to people in a in a more of a grace, graceful, merciful. I don't want to say I don't even say that graceful standpoint because mm-hmm. he was ushering in ushering in a new covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think I think our context as Americans also affects. Okay. what we actually see. Okay. Um, I've heard stories now I've been to, I've been on the mission field uh, three times now. Um, and I will say now I've not seen any kind of fantastical supernatural, you know, display right. happening, 
But I have seen people and I have seen situations that are remarkably different than what we experience in America. Okay. And I think that's because the places I've been, the Dominican Republic and East Africa, um, people are a little more receptive and not as skeptical or Mm -hmm. cynical. Let me put it that way. Not Mm -hmm. as cynical as as we tend to be Mm -hmm. because we are in in the words of some philosophers, a post-Christian society or a post-God society. We don't need God anymore. Those societies are very different. Um, Most of the population is impoverished. So that's that in and of itself is going to make you're going to have a different perception of God and you're going to have a different outlook on life itself. See, we have so much, like Josh was saying, we have so much around us mm-hmm. and so much accessibility to Obviously. so many different things. Yeah. Um, I've gone to Malawi and it's completely different. Right. It is a third world country um, and people are willing to latch on to the truth about God um, because they see they suffer. They mm-hmm. truly, truly suffer. Right, right. Um, and I've heard from them testimonies of miracles happening now is has it been anything like somebody turned water into wine no has anyone walked on water no but people have been healed and Mm -hmm. people have been delivered demons have been cast out i mean these kind of things and i believe those things do happen i think though and i remember the account of when jesus went home he could not perform miracles in a certain in the town because it in his home because of the people's unbelief Mm -hmm. and he said that i can't because of their unbelief. And that is what disconnects us from the Lord. Unbelief. That okay. is what sends us to hell. Now, it's unbelief. what's interesting is that you say this about unbelief, unbelief and faith and things of that nature. However, there are people that, you know, um, that I know personally who happen, you know, this person happens to be a minister who says that faith has nothing to do with it. It is not a factor. Like, mm faith is not what's going to like you know get you through it's just about reading that bible understanding what it says and and getting to know christ in a better way like faith has nothing at all to do with it now i don't understand that because you know but that that's his stance and so that kind of even leads into how and this is a question i have i might as well go and ask it we all are reading from the same book mm-hmm. and this is a big mm-hmm. frustration of mine like huge like and so excuse me if i get a little passionate during this part of the conversation mm-hmm. like reading from the same book however we have 34 different denominations mm. everybody thinks they're right mm-hmm. and everybody else is going to hell like i don't i need somebody to explain that to me because in one breath it's okay to have all these different interpretations and all these different denominations but when i use that same that same logic to say that i interpret the word this way when it comes to my homosexuality oh then it's a problem mm-hmm. like so i don't get it so can anybody help me with that? It, it comes back to what I talked about. <clears throat> You've got to take the man factor out. Mm-hmm. So I grew up non-denominational, Wesleyan, Nazarene, Baptist, been through all that. Chris mm-hmm. is Catholic, so he's weird. Um, <laughs> hey, Chris. All, <laughs> all of that comes out, and it's just it's following a finite thing. Like you, growing up. You know, non-denominational. Like, I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. Never smoked nothing in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, That never came into my household. Right. Um, uh, You go to another religion or another, uh, not religion, but another. um, Denomination. Thank you. Denomination. (laughs) And, you know, drinking isn't really held in as high of a standard. Right, right. You know, it's fine. Like, for me, it was really weird when I 
moved out of my parents' house. There was a UCC church right near there, mm-hmm. and they were open and affirming. That pastor would go out. What is and, what is UCC? Uh, United Church of Christ. Okay. And uh, he would go. He they had spirit on tap. They would have it yes, like, at a yes. bar place and whatnot. I, I don't mean, even drink, but yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> now they're not drinking to excess, but I'm like, that's so weird to me. Like uh-huh. to see a pastor with beer in his hand. Like I was like, I can't. He going to hell? Yeah, I like, can't that's connect. what you've been taught. Like, you know. But again, I think that just comes down to the man factor stepping in and trying to say, here's the rules God set. Here's kind of the way we're supposed to live. But I want to kind of see it go a little this way. And I, I, that, that's the way that I have to look at it is that's where man stepped in and got involved. Okay. And so I think Josh and I agree, and we may disagree a little bit mm-hmm. as well. But um, I agree with you in that at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Despite what people may say and despite all these rules and regulations and restrictions on the things you can and can't do, um, I agree with you that you need to put some of that aside and focus on a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to downcast your minister friend, but <laughs> it is a faith walk yeah. and it is right. a belief system. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians 2 8, for it is by grace that you have been saved mm-hmm. through faith. Mm-hmm. And this is not the good is not a gift of yourselves, but the gift of God. Mm-hmm. This is not of yourselves, but the gift of God through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that we do, everything that our, our entire Christian identity centers on faith, faith. and belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think you can just, because I, I can just think of moments in my life where things, everything around me seemed contrary to what I did believe and, 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 and what the Bible does say. And I'm like, well, God, you said this, but this is happening. And right. um, this doesn't make sense. It does not compute. Um, it's faith that gets me through. It, mm-hmm. is, it is a belief and a, a knowing of who he is, but right. I can't have faith in someone I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have faith that Yvonne is not going to trash talk me behind my back because I Child. know her. I don't know, Chuck. <laughs> you might want to watch that. Watch it. Because I've developed a personal relationship with her. Now, mm-hmm. how have I developed that personal relationship? Well, let's say Yvonne has a diary, mm-hmm. a Bible, so to speak, mm-hmm. and has written her. Well, this is, she has said, this is everything you need to know about me. This is my self-disclosure to you. Mm-hmm. Study it. Read it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you need to know this about me so that when things happen, even though I may not say something to you, I may not Mm -hmm. address something uh, specifically, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that when you come up against an obstacle where somebody's coming up to you and saying, Yvonne said this and Yvonne said that, you can say, no, 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 Yvonne did not say that Mm -hmm. because I know her and I know her because I've read about her. I have the record. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've you've also um, you've also touched on gifts a couple times as well. And um, the same minister friend that I have, and, and I'm, I'm the only reason I'm speaking for him is because he's I, I invited him to come to the series, but he's not going to be able to make it. Mm. So um, also, minister friend, please forgive me if I'm misquoting you in any way. If I am, let me know, and I will uh, speak a retraction next week. Um, he said that we don't we don't get those gifts from God anymore. Like as far as like you know, um, prophetic gifts or being able like to hear from God or like seeing in dreams, things of that nature. Like we don't get those, those, those gifts don't exist anymore. So people who say that they experience that maybe may not be a hundred percent truthful. Like even like speaking in tongues, stuff of that nature, it doesn't happen. So how, what is he basing that yeah. on? That I cannot, I can't, I can't speak on, but anytime he speaks about the Bible, it's, it's mostly like I I'm reading what it says. And like this, I'm it's, it's different. I, it's different than I've ever heard. So I question that though, because mm-hmm. like there's, 
scripture that speaks about the gift about the, like speaking in tongues and he's speaks, saying he's saying it happened but it doesn't happen it anymore happened now. Okay. it doesn't it's not happening I'm, like, I'm, I'm curious like we're not privy wait, to those why, those gifts that and, and that's a little strange for me because you know and I, and I listen to him and we have these conversations mm-hmm. a lot and I love him to death um, but we disagree a lot on this type of thing mm-hmm. um, I'm not nearly a uh, straight laced or uh, what do you call it um, traditional type mm-hmm. of believer in mm-hmm. a sense um but I, what I do know, if I don't know anything else, is that I, you know, I do have a gift mm-hmm. in a certain way. And, and it's, it's a very uncomfortable thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. You know, well, I embrace it now, right. you know, but right. I didn't like it before. And I know that doesn't come from anybody but God. Like, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Especially if it's uncomfortable. Right. right. 100%. Like, right. Exactly. And so, like, when, when we first had this conversation, like, I didn't share this with him, but I'm like, I'm like I'm sitting over here gifted as hell, like, and like, and I and I've I've used my gift when it came to him at some point, you know, like it, I I'm able like to the best way I can describe it is I can I see people mm-hmm. and like so what that means is discernment. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I guess like I, like I can see like a person's like who they really are, like their their soul, gotcha. like mm-hmm. all, all I can I can I can feel that and I can mm-hmm. see that. So it's it's very rare that I'm actually surprised by what a person does or says. Mm-hmm. I may be disappointed and I may be like, gosh, I was like, you know, hoping I was wrong. Right. But I always see that. Mm-hmm. And also I have um I don't know if I can call them like visions or not, but I, I do there are moments when I'm experiencing something that I know that I've seen before. And it's happened. Like and deja vu yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Um and it's getting like the older I get, like the more like long those moments become. And when I was a kid, it used to be maybe like five or six seconds. Now it can like go into like a minute, minute and a half. And most of them like silent. I just sit back and watch the moment happen. And I'm like, gosh, this has happened before. Like, I, and I can almost like say what's about to happen. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So like, I know that I have something going on. Right. Um, so it's interesting. And I and I've seen like you know. Uh, people speak a prophetic word and they come to pa- I've seen this this type of thing and I know right. people who have dreams and those right. things happen right. you know so it's it's and that was kind of going to be my thing you test the prophet by that's how you test yep. a prophet mm-hmm. by yep. if what they say happens mm-hmm. if what they say is going to happen happens, happens. if what they say mm-hmm. comes true mm-hmm. um that is that is outlined in scripture mm-hmm. um so I find it I do find it interesting that he would say that, but I think you have the answer within you. You just told us because you had that experience. Yep. Um there are some people who might say you're crazy. There are some people well, who course. might say, Yeah, you're you're experiencing some kind of just it's just that deja vu. You've actually not it's your brain. It's you haven't actually had that moment or you haven't you're not actually seeing that you're hallucinating um, but <laughs> i mean i scare guys i date all the time like honestly no it'll be like you know first first second date and like you know they'll be like what's your first impression of me and i'm like thinking to myself like i, I saw you like when i first saw your first picture like and i and i would say i'll tell them like you know this is this is what i see of you and they're always like looking at me like oh my god like and it's i'm right right mm-hmm. i'll be right and that can come only by the spirit of god i yeah. think um now i do and I think we can acknowledge the fact that there are people who have abused those gifts. Oh, Balaam yes. mm-hmm. in the Bible abused his gift. He mm-hmm. prostituted the gift of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why God had a donkey crush his foot. But, um, <laughs> you know, he was going to That's the, name my, that's the name of my next album. <laughs> <laughs> donkey crush my foot. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he was going to prof- profit from casting or speaking a curse over mm-hmm. the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've always had people who abuse the giftings that God has given them. Yeah. I, you know, I, I truly believe that people who claim to be psychics, 
in a way, I do believe that they have some access into the spiritual realm. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they're using so you, it. So you don't think it's like a, a demonic thing? Because there's some believers, and I, I'm just go, I'm, I'm going to say this. Is my mother, she says like they talking to demons and spirit. That's that's demonic and like that's you know this that and the third. But then like you have another believer, you who is saying uh, you think they're well, well, well. If it's anti-God, it is. Okay. In my opinion, I mean, if it's not, if if the Lord is not actually revealing these things to you, but mm-hmm. you are actually accessing mm-hmm. uh, the spiritual plane or whatever and using it for purposes that He has not ordained, I do think that is that is in its essence demonic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think about the witch of Endora who was able to summon Samuel when Saul asked. Now, some people argue maybe that wasn't actually Samuel. That could have been some kind of apparition. But regardless, she was able she was to scared. summon something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that something spoke. <laughs> so yep. I, I I think that people are gifted. Okay. But I also think it, really it, it depends on how you use that gifting. Mm-hmm. That really decide, that really kind of decides, okay, whether you're operating in the spiritual or if you're operating in the demonic. Because yep. those are... Because whether it is godly or demonic, it is spiritual nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So true. you can access the spirit on behalf of the devil if you want, mm-hmm. but you could also access the spirit because God has led you to do that. Got you. Hmm. I agree. Okay. Um, should should the when we read the Bible and we and we read these stories and things that have happened, like should we take these stories literally as if they happened just the way we were reading them? Or should it be like some sort of interpretation in the sense? So when we talk about like, like David, David and Goliath, mm-hmm. was he actually a giant or was he just like, you know, in a gym? Really tall. You know, so like things like that, like it, it's growth formula. Right. <laughs> was he, you know, sipping muscle milk back in the day? Like, you know, like what do we think about that? Yeah. I, I think we should take that literally. Um, I think. Goliath was as tall as I mean as big as he was. Um okay. um because we're I mean I don't think he was like a Nephilim or anything like what? that. A Nephilim. Right. Um the like giants, th- those the descendants yeah. of uh angels when they oh, okay. yes, when they yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, when they yes humans. Got it. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Um exactly. I don't think he was like a Nephilim, but I think he mm. was really tall, like much bigger than David. Um and David Gosh, the angels were laying with you. Could you imagine that? Child. I, I, I could not. Wait, did y'all? That has, that has to be like some bomb sex. Did y'all see Noah? Uh, that, <laughs> it has Noah, to be. That movie Noah? I did see that movie Noah. I did y'all see the Nephilim's in that movie? Basura. Basura. Child, listen. I hated it. That movie was um, so... Anyway. Uh, anyhow. Um, back to the angel sex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, think, I think we can take those, take those stories um, literally. And again, it, I, don't, I don't think it's really necessarily... I don't think it's up for, I think we should take it for what it is. Um, because again, we're talking about like time from the beginning to uh-huh. now, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. the changes that have like naturally, physically, biologically happened over time. So you think we as humans are different than what we were back then? Like we look different or we exist differently than we used to? We certainly don't th- live as long. Yeah, yeah we're right. Life expectancy is <laughs> not as long. Do you think it has long. to do with like the environment, yeah. though? Like, I think so. I think. I mean, because we can't. We can't. I. I won't ever um, discredit like the environment where we live and how right. we live. You know, mm-hmm. I think we have undergone changes from then. I mean, think about the food that we eat now. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, surely they didn't eat, the, you know, right. Burger King and McDonald's <laughs> and all that stuff um, then. And so I think there are some changes that have taken place. So there is an element of like science and biology in it. In yeah, a sense. but and yeah. so that but that speaks to that speaks to 
that still speaks to God in how he right. is so like it's all thought out. It's all thought out. Like he is all knowing. Like mm-hmm. like he is the omniscient God, you know? And so I think we whenever I think science is a part of that. Okay. Um, you know, and it, I mean not like we didn't all come from this big science experiment, mm-hmm. but science is a part of God. God created everything. Right, right. You know, it's a prince. Scientific principles exist. I don't. Absolutely. I don't believe that believing in God means you don't believe in science. Yeah. I know right. there are some people who yeah. are fringe in that way and mm-hmm. extreme and say, "Well, you can't believe anything they tell you in school." Well, <laughs> that's I mean, ridiculous. I understand what they're saying. I I, I understand the heart behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But science is a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like God gave us observation skills yeah. <laughs> um, and reason and logic and all these kind of things. And I think those are principles that he set in place. Sorry to cut you off. No, okay. Fine. So do you I'm think fine. that there is some type of like scientific like breakdown for a lot of these miracles and things that happened in the Bible? So I saw this article, God, I had it like maybe like a year and a half, two years ago where it was like, um, okay, uh, the scientific reasons why or how this stuff happened in the Bible, mm-hmm. like with turning water to wine, like the mm-hmm. how the manna fell from the sky and how like mm-hmm. Jesus walked on water, stuff like that. Like they had a breakdown for all. Oh, I wish I still had the article. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is and and a lot of it wasn't like with the exception of one thing. I can't remember what it was, but one thing I was like, okay now. But the rest of it I was like, this is kinda like this kinda makes sense. Like, so yeah, it kinda like, it kinda makes me think like Okay, so now in this in, in in the era that we're in, we have this greater understanding because we know we understand science and we get it, mm-hmm. you know. So, like you know, think about if you know when the first person in, invented like a the freaking like telephone or electricity or something like that, people were like, oh my god, sorcery! But they didn't understand what it was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So right. like, so like they could have <laughs> like you know, like they could have been like you know bread falling off the back of a truck and nobody saw the truck and they're like oh my god is this Jesus <laughs> you know like, it's bread and manna yes manna <laughs> from the sky so, so you know like so could you do you think that has some like maybe we just didn't have an, an understanding well, of that stuff back the only then. thing I, I want to jump in on that is is you <laughs> the bread truck <laughs> you, you talk about being like the most evolved right now or mm-hmm. having the greatest knowledge and whatnot. <clears throat> that's to assume that in today's world we are Ooh. more evolved mm. yes. and i forget yes, where queen. i forget okay. where i was listening to it or where i heard it from so credit to somebody <laughs> um, talking about we like to look at ourselves right now in today's world mm. and think we're at the top we're mm. at the peak, peak of where we've oh, been child. and we're you know class. we keep right. moving forward um mm-hmm. oh i know it was off of because i'm big on egypt stuff so i was watching something about the pyramids Okay. Um, but she's talking about, you know, back then, you know, we don't know how the pyramids were built. She goes, right. but today that would take certain, you know, she goes, that would take us years, mm-hmm. you know, forever to build. And then they did it back then without mm-hmm. the technology we have mm-hmm. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, so we're believing that we're the most advanced mm-hmm. when we might have more advancements, mm-hmm. but have kind of dumbed ourselves down a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. and not be <laughs> at the height of clarity of our mind that we were years ago. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I do. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to I'm going to like sidestep a little bit, but it does kind of relate in a sense. So along the lines with like the pyramids thing, um and I have this in my notes. Um people have kind of said things of that nature, strange anomalies that that have happened or things that we've seen or structures that we still have to this day. Um that, you know, Maybe we had some visitors from another planet come and help us along with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
how do we feel as it relates to biblical terms? How do we feel about, you know, life on other planets? Do, does it like intelligent life? Let me say that. I'm not talking about like a bacteria. I'm talking about like you know, actual physical bodies, you know, in other planets and other galaxies. Like, do we like were we the only thing that he created? So my, my point or my comment would be is it's not called out in the Bible, mm -hmm. but it could be something that God just has not told us or felt not to say in this realm um it is it hard to think if god created all this that he couldn't have created something else mm -hmm. i mean my one thing goes back to growing up i was always like dinosaurs where mm -hmm. the heck dinosaurs oh that's from? coming up god, trust god, me that's coming up you know yes. god never says in the bible like mm -hmm. i made mm -hmm. dinosaurs but mm -hmm. we have the fossils and everything mm -hmm. so you know there are the pyramids and whatnot so i i don't rule out aliens chris rolls his eyes at me every time i say that <laughs> um but it just because maybe one thing wasn't exactly called out doesn't mean I don't it think that exist. it can't exist. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think I agree with Josh. Um, as funny as it may seem to like think, oh, aliens might exist. I, mm -hmm. I, just because, again, like because it wasn't explicitly stated in the Bible doesn't mean that it's not there. Right. Now, does that intelligent life potential, does it look like us? Mm -hmm. Do they have souls? I think we are unique creations. Okay. Um, made in his image and his likeness but does that i don't rule out the possibility i mean it's a vast universe exactly. who knows i mean who knows what's out there yep. um hmm. i mean I have, I have a theory i have my oh. own and, and i've never heard this or read it anywhere else it's have just you been my visited at night no <laughs> i have <Probe. laughs> it's, it's my own theory and this is I, I do think that there is other life out there i do and i think it's intelligent life and I am thankful that they haven't visited us. I'm really happy because with the way that Hollywood paints it, it ain't, it ain't going to be pretty. Um, <laughs> however, what I do think there are a lot of other planets out there. Um, some that we see and some that we don't. Right. Um, and the planets that we do see are lifeless. They're barren mm -hmm. and they're dead. My theory and what I've thought about for some years now is that what if we are not actually that unique? What if God has done this before? like created a, a planet, a universe of, of beings and people. And, you know, and that was Venus, you know, 70 trillion years ago. They and, had their chance in that. And, and like, mm -hmm. take two. had their chance, they died, they're done. Okay, I'm gonna I'm do, do it again. Like, I'm gonna do something different. Or like, you know, I might, I might tweak it this time and just kind of like, you know, like, right. I've, I've thought about that. Like, why mm -hmm. are there these lifeless floating planets out there that we can find nothing on? Like. Mm -hmm. Maybe because he was like, "All right, I'm done here. Like, we're gonna try this again." That's that's something I've thought about. It, it sounds a little crazy, but like I'm, I haven't found anything to refute that for me. The, the looks at the table. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really thinking about they're it. They're, they're yeah, trying no. to figure it out. So it's interesting that you said that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go a little bit t to the left field as well. So I used there was a time where I was thinking, you know, and I I sit down and I think, um, what if you know, we've already existed and it just repeats itself. Like this yes. is all happening, but we've all forgotten. Yes. Like, it's just been wiped away from our memories and this has all happened already and mm -hmm. it's just constantly repeating. And maybe we just keep getting it wrong. Like maybe. Maybe. Um, but even in that, I think I think that he demonstrates his grace and mercy then. Mm -hmm. Give you another chance. Right, because right, if yep. we're still doing this um, after the 1500th time, right. then he really is good. Um, long suffering. Right, long suffering. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I personally don't think there's a problem with pondering those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to acknowledge the fact that, like you said, there's nothing to refute it, but there's nothing to verify it either. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, we don't have the evidence, mm -hmm. but I, 
I do look forward, like Yvonne says this all the time, she looks forward to the day all things are revealed, because right. then we'll know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we also have to think about, again, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. So he created celestial beings. He created celestial bodies, excuse me. Um, and there's a lot out there that I believe that once we uh, receive a glorified body after death, that we'll be able to, you know, we'll know. We'll my, know. My body's um, already glorified. Have you seen it? <laughs> my body is glorified, honey. I cannot. Yes. Yes. That's, That's right. Mine, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on mine, yeah. too. Uh, mine ain't here. <laughs> this ain't the one. No, oh, y'all are ridiculous. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I think, um, who knows? Like, no, the thing is, none of us know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> once we leave this earth because okay. we all we're anchored to this experience okay speaking to that so what if what if we're all wrong what if we're all wrong and there and it was a big bang and like you know there is no higher being there's no higher calling and when we die we just it just fades to black well, i mean and and all of this was for what well right. paul said we are to be pitied above all men if that's the case <laughs> right. none of this is right right um yeah i mean also that's a valid question mm -hmm. um but again, this, Do you is, think this, it's is, not a, this well, is not a good argument. No, I think I think it might be possible that we are, we are thinking very highly of ourselves that like there there is something else after this, and that we are like divinely made and all of this. Like it could be narcissistic a little bit. It could be, but I think that also goes back to your belief system again. Okay, is like, what you believe, and yeah. if you if you believe in the God of the Bible. And you have biblical evidence mm -hmm. that there is something after. I mean, we have a parable, um, Jesus talking about the rich man and the poor man. Yeah. They died, and then you have the rich man who's in hell, and you have the poor man who's in heaven, and they're talking to each other across the great void. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we, we have the Mount Transfiguration. Uh, you have instances of Jesus being glorified, appearing in a glorified body. Mm -hmm. So it, if you believe in the Bible, mm -hmm. um, and if you believe in the God of the Bible, then I would say, then you know um, that, yeah, there is something coming there is, and it's identified as heaven. It's identified mm -hmm. as paradise. Mm -hmm. It's identified as his kingdom. Now for the person who doesn't have a belief system or doesn't have um, any kind of perspective on faith or outlook on faith in their lives, I can understand mm -hmm. it is very nihilistic mm -hmm. when you think about it to think, okay, we're here. We toil, we work, we live, we die. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's it. That's and it. I know a lot of people who believe that. Right. Um, I choose not to believe that. I okay. do not Same. believe that. Um, and so at the end of the day, if I'm wrong, what have I lost in the process? Yeah. If I'm just going to die right. anyway. Right. And death would be, seem so much more bleak if you don't have a belief that there's something waiting for you on the other side. Right, because I probably would have been, I would have off myself by now. Okay. Considering some of the things I've gone through and some hmm. of the things I've experienced, mm -hmm. I would have been gone. Because th that this, is the this, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say. Uh -huh. if, if there's nothing for for me after this life, then I would have rather, I, I, would, I would prefer to live as I am now, believing that there is heaven on the other side. Okay. Um, because otherwise, my life has been, Okay, if if I if I told you it all, like <laughs> there have been times where you know it might have been easier for me to kill myself. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it might have seemed easier if I had not had the belief that I have and the experience that I have walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I probably would have took my life. You know, and so it's better for me and and to believe. It's mm -hmm. better for me to believe and to to know and to be assured that when I die, 
I'm going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Or when when Jesus comes back, I'm mm. going to heaven. But I have a home on the other side, um, a home in heaven on the other side. It's just it's it it's comforting for me. Would there um, not be a sense of peace and comfort though? Even if let, let's just for the for the moment let's take mm-hmm. hell out of the equation. Mm-hmm. If there were we died and we left this 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 earth and there was heaven or there was just we slept, like and that, and that was it. Well, like, wouldn't there be like a sense of peace in both of those things, well, especially yeah, I mean, if you're going through something tough, you know? Yeah, because I mean that's that's what we what that's what I'll do. That's what my soul my soul will be resting until the rapture when I die. That's what I believe. Okay. Um, and so I'm okay with that, <laughs> you know. But I, I'm. Or you, you mean like if there is there's no, nothing. Like there's it, nothing. It, it, it fade to black and that's it. And like you, exactly. you're just you're just done. Your peace. your experience, your time here in this universe yeah. and wherever it's 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 done. I'm okay with I'm okay with peace as long as that means I believe that as long as I have my experience here with God. Mm-hmm. When I I mean I I'd rather go to heaven, uh-huh. but if nothing. Let's put it like this: If I die and I don't go to hell, <laughs> fine. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> if my soul is not burning Whoa. for eternal for eternity, I'm fine. Um, and that that is what I. But I I I believe in heaven. And, okay. And I also think for humanity being, let's think about humanity overall. I think there. I don't think we'd be at peace with that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I think beca- I think we fear oblivion. True. I, hmm. I really think that. That is very true. Yeah, I think humans, because life is so visceral mm-hmm. and because it is so. There's got to be something better. Yeah, it's so, yeah. it is what it is. It's like, it's active. It's an organism. It's mm-hmm. alive. It's messy. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's all these different things that mm-hmm. we experience. Yeah. I just don't think that humanity overall would be content with the idea of, um, there being absolutely nothing. Now, mm-hmm. granted, if you're going through a horrible time or if you just had a horrible life and so many bad things have happened to you, mm-hmm. I can see how the idea of oblivion might be appealing, mm-hmm. but I feel like in every person, there is that urge. There's mm-hmm. something that yearns to believe that there is something else. There's something that mm-hmm. yearns to believe there's something higher than yourself. That's true. Um, yeah. Some people call it Buddha. Some people call mm-hmm. it Confucius. Some people call it Krishna. We call it we identify him as the God of the Bible, yeah. but I, I think there's always some hole in each and every person that is, very true. That is longing, a longing. Yeah. 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 That longing to be completed. And yep. I think For if yep. oblivion does not sit well with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask this question. So if there is this, this great thing on the other side and we, and we firmly believe that heaven is, is, is real and it's, and it's, and it's waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Why, as humans, why is it in our nature? God put it in us mm. to fight death so much, and to f- and, and we are all afraid mm. of death. Why sin. do we fight it so much? Yep. Sin. Yep. Well, sin, and because I think in, for most people, they're not sure that that they're going. Like we believe, we have faith, but we know we're all. Flawed. I don't know about that. I've known people who know that they're going to heaven, and they and they work. They've lived their whole life for Christ. And like they still, it, it's our instinct to fight against actually dying. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Okay, in that regard. I, I don't know. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> sorry. Mom, can you get that light for me, please? Yeah. I am so sorry, Chase. It's fine. I'm so sorry. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> the devil! 
Can was everybody that, hear me? Okay. Yeah. Was that an appropriate word for um for this show? Um, God damn it! Is that okay? No. 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 Okay. I said it with the T though. With the T. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, got. Okay. Got. Got. Oh. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys heard a weird edit just now, um, that's because um, as we were getting deep into this great conversation, yep, the, devil. Um, the devil used Jonathan, Jonathan to, um, <laughs> to to rip Surely his mic cord out of the plug, and I had to I had to crawl under the table. Um, it's true. It's and, a and, true and story. Get him right, you know. So true story. I apologize, devil. We do people. not acknowledge you. No, that's we right. rebuke you, you no right now here. in the name of Jesus. We're gonna yes. cast out that demon yep. that that right. jumped into Jonathan just now. Uh, <laughs> Save me, Lord. Save me. Hot time. Okay. um, I'm so sorry. So, um, no, like, so what I was saying was like people, there are people who have lived their life for Christ, Mm. their whole life. They've lived it, um, but it is still inside of them to be afraid of and to run from in a fight against death. Mm -hmm. So if I know I'm going to heaven and heaven is 10 times better than here, why am I scared to die? Why do I fight against death? Is it creatures of comfort then? What do you mean? Like we know what we can see, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is what we know. This is where mm-hmm. we are. Jonathan um, waving that finger. You know, High time. <laughs> like we're we're creatures of habit. Right. So yep. knowing that you know I you know I might not make it you know till morning. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what tomorrow holds, and and as a Christian, yeah, you you believe like I know when I go, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I I still think at those times, you know, call it devil, call it self doubt that creeps in a little bit so you know it but i think being that creature of habit and and living in this world i think we're we're just so comfortable and we're Mm -hmm. used to what we do every day that Mm -hmm. knowing that that's going to be gone and taken from us is something we want to cling to absolutely i I mean we are again sensory beings so like josh was saying we know what we see we know what we feel hear, smell taste um death is something completely different because mm-hmm. it takes you out of all of that. Yeah. Right. It is uncertain. Because I think, you know, it, it's an experience. You don't know what it's going to feel like. Right. You don't know how it's going to happen. Yep. You don't mm-hmm. know when it's going to happen. Yep. Um, there's a part of me, and I don't want to make God sound like he's a Machiavellian or anything <laughs> like that. But I think there's a reason that we still, even as a believer, contain that fear of death. Because I think it changes the way we live our lives. Yeah. Because I think if we did not fear death, I... Jonathan mm-hmm. probably would not be as intent or as intense. Um, and whether that's matters of faith or matters of life, I think the way the, the thought that, okay, I have a limited time on this earth. So I need to wa- find out what my purpose is and walk that thing out mm-hmm. because I don't know when it's going to be <laughs> is up. Right. I think that that changes how we conduct ourselves. I yeah. really do. I, yeah. I think that pushes us. Um, to really do the things that God has requested us to do. Yeah. Okay. When we realize that the clock is winding down. Right. It can be a healthy fear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, we can we can either allow it to cripple us mm-hmm. um, and we can fight against it or we can choose to accept that one day, yes, I am going to die. But what matters is what I do with the time that I'm here. And am, mm-hmm. I, am I using my time to to do what I've been called to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a break real quick. Um, we're gonna go into discussing the bop of the week. 
yeah. um, which is actually one of my <laughs> one of my favorite songs um, ever. Um, but we're not. We don't. I don't have any listener letters this week, um, oh. and I did not. It's okay. It's cool because I have a lot more that we have to discuss. Okay. Um, and I decided because of that I wasn't going to do a, like a game today or anything like that. I okay. wanted to like stay on this topic. Okay. So I'm um, cutting that out. So we're going to go to to Bop of the Week, and then we're going to come back and continue the conversation. We're going to start with um, what is heaven and what is hell. That's Ooh. what we're going to start with. Mm. All right, so listen to the bop of the week, bitch. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the same oh, me. Still <laughs> changed. Still I changed. I never changed, ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right, so this week's bop of the week is one of my favorites of all time. I decided in the, you know, Christianity series we're doing to actually, you know, work with some Christian music, some, you know, (laughs) inspirational, if you will. So um, the first bop of the week um, during this series is going to Mr. Fred Hammond. The song is the song is Promise Keeper from probably one of the greatest gospel albums of all time, The Spirit of David. Oh, yes. Hata. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Promise Keeper is one of my favorites of all time. What did you guys think of it? It's it's an older song, like it's from like yeah, the nineties. You no, know, that's a classic. Um, it's a classic, like yes. so. It's not one. Like, it's not like a new song or anything like that. But I saw so a lot of us probably heard it before. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that song? I love that song. Yeah. Um, and I think the parts of it that I really that always stick out to me is when he's singing about God never wavering, yes. never turning. Yes. Um, and be, when I was on my way to Charlotte. Um, I was listening. I listened to it twice, mm-hmm. just because that speaks to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and it speaks to my my testimony and my life experience and what I know about the Lord. He does not turn. He does mm-hmm. not waver. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is God, and He changes not. Mm. So that means if He said He's going to do it for me, He's going to do it for me. Yep. If yes. He said He's going to deliver me, He's going to deliver me. Yep. He keeps His promises. He's yep. not a man that He shall lie, mm-hmm. um, and He watches over His word to perform it. So it's just a reinforcement of what I know about my God. Mm. He is great. He is mighty. And he's a promise keeper. Josh, what did you think? Uh, I mean, he starts it right out with kind of what we talked about in the series so far about seasons come and they go. Yes. And he immediately just takes you on and and takes you to a different area in in a praise song of of God is going to be there. And if he tells you it is going to happen, it will come. You know, it will come to fruition. And, you know, the promise keeper, it's, it's, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> oh, I was looking up the lyrics. Do you love um, it? Huh? Can you? Do they have uh, lyrics on that that Spotify that you listen to? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're gonna keep coming for me. <laughs> um. Okay. So I was looking at. I was. I wanted to speak from one of the verses. Mm-hmm. Um. And of course, this scripture, the this song reminded me of scripture, um, Psalm 31. Okay. Where you know, David. Bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, was talking about you know how God holds His time. You know, his right, times, right, right, right. You hold my times in your hand, and I love that because I think about my life and much like Jonathan, I think about him being a promise keeper and you know him never changing and always being the same. Right. But how he holds my times mm-hmm. in His hands and how everything that I've gone, everything that I've experienced in my life from the time of birth to right now has been in his hand. So that means that he's been there for the good, he's been Mm -hmm. there in the bad, Mm -hmm. been there right there with me in every moment. Mm -hmm. And that means so much to me because uh, that spoke to me as a person that 
has experienced like abandonment, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, experience have, you know, in my life experienced a father that was not there uh -huh. and how like <laughs> all through my life, God has been there. Right, he's been right. the father. Like mm -hmm. he's been my father. He's been that promise keeper, the person that has brought the, the person, the God that has brought me through, um, through all of those trials and, and been the same and has not changed. Mm -hmm. Every moment of my life has been in his sovereign hands. Um, it's, yeah. it's just amazing, and I, I I love the song. That song hits me in a, in, and, and, a in a particular way like, as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, like, and just like they say, for I'm sure that you are the promise keeper. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm certain that God is right. is promise keeper, and that has been kind of a theme today too, even from like church yeah. until now. So to listen to that song is like reaffirming um, so the right word. On time, huh? Yeah, always this on morning, time. always on time. He's in on um, time. So yeah, God. Yes. Yes, yes, he is. is. I was actually singing that song. Oh, <laughs> I was singing that song Thursday morning. Yes, you can ask the 5,000. <laughs> Uh, Promise Keep is great, man. Like when I was going through my health ordeal, like that one stuck yes. with me. A word was spoken to me in my youth, um, and it had not happened yet. It hasn't happened for me yet. And so when I was thinking I was going to die, I was like, okay, if nothing else, I'll hold on to the fact that he said this would happen. It hasn't happened yet. So I'm not going nowhere yet. You yep. know, so um, that song is great, man. So Fred Hammond, uh, the song is Promise Keeper from the Spirit of David album. The whole album is amazing. It's a classic. Um, so give it a listen. It's on uh, everywhere you stream music, even on Spotify. Poverty. <laughs> um, it's there. Um, so give it a I listen. Have Apple too. <laughs> and uh, let's get back to the show. Ayo, we back, bitch. Hey, we back. What's happening? We remember Yay! this time. I like this. They didn't leave me hanging. Okay. Aww. God is We in like this. you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we left off um, with what is heaven and what is hell. I will say that I have given much more thought into what hell is <laughs> than I have given into what heaven actually is. Okay. Um, cause I, I, I don't know. I really don't know for either one, but, um, hell to me, I think I don't take it as literally as it, you know, as other people do. I don't really believe that there is this, you know, uh, you know, we're just going to be burning and never being consumed. We're just like flame. I don't think it's that way. I think it'll be, and it kind of was like, I guess, quote unquote confirmed for me and watching it was season three of American Horror Story Coven. And uh, one of the powers that they had to had to you know use was descending into hell and then making it back, coming back. And every one of them had their own personal hell. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't this mm -hmm. big like lake of fire that we were all like sitting in. It right. was like one girl, her personal hell was you know she was her her character was a, a Hollywood actress, and so like her personal hell was working in like retail like marshals or something for the rest of like all of eternity like being stuck in that another girl her power was to you know be able like to resurrect um something that that has died mm -hmm. so her her personal hell was like sitting in like a, um a, a science class and having to kill a frog and bring it back to life over and over and over like it, it was in a loop mm. that was her hell like so i think that I had already thought something like that, and then to see that I was like, okay, I'm not the only person that thinks that. Right. I think everyone's hell is going to be a personal thing. I think it's going to be tailored to whatever, you know. And then you have some people who don't even believe in hell. Some believers who don't believe in hell. Mm -hmm. at, yes, at there all. are some. I'm actually going to have that person on the show here very soon. I'm oh, looking forward to it. I look forward to hearing. Um, so, what do you guys think heaven and hell are? Like, what is what is that? 
Um, is it literal or is it something a little more different? No, I think I, I yeah, I think um, and and the Bible speaks about speaks about heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Um, hell being the place where there's you know weeping and mourning and gnashing of teeth and you know uh, uh, the fire you know. Um, was it fire and fire and brimstone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the worm never dies. Right. And, yeah. Um, the lake of and fire. so, the, yeah, the lake of fire. And actually, hell. I knew a lot about hell before I knew anything. Well, yeah. a whole lot about heaven. That's how I was growing taught. up because that's how I was taught. <laughs> and I was, I was taught, taught to fear hell. Uh-huh. It was kind of like those scare tactics. Those yeah. scare yeah. tactics. Um, so I believe they are. They heaven is real. Hell is real. Um, I think heaven. Hell is real. Hell is real, <laughs> and I ain't going. <laughs> and I ain't going. Um, and I believe that heaven is not the place we go to when we die. Um, okay. Not immediately. I don't. Right. I believe that we there is a middle place, uh, what some may call the intermediate. Purgatory, heaven. perhaps. Not purgatory. <laughs> um, but like an intermediate place where okay. our souls rest until. Um, until we go are to you heaven, conscious or, or in until that, we are uh, you conscious in that intermediate place or are you is it nothing from what I understand mm-hmm. we are resting we are in a resting place okay um and when I think of resting I think of sleep and so I think we're not conscious okay our souls are just resting so it's just it's like millions of years worth of souls just like in this place resting is that what you what you're saying no I'm not trying to be funny I'm just asking because I want clarity I, I guess so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, like, the, um, the, the way I, I, I was taught in, in, in kind of speaking to it is um, basically for, as, as Jonathan said before, God is, you know, he, he's eternal. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's all over mm-hmm. the time. Like, time is not strict mm. like it is for us, for God. Right. God can see forward, back, mm-hmm. however, you know, it works. So, the way it's been taught to me is if, if you are heading for heaven, mm-hmm. when you die, basically, for you, it only seems like a minute, and it's your reality is that mm. the rapture has happened and oh, you're okay. moving. Mm. But there is, like, in, for us, strict time, mm-hmm. well, yeah, there would have to be a part of resting mm-hmm. okay. because the rapture is still out to happen. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet versus okay. uh, the way I was taught is, like, when you pass, the rapture occurs in your time, so you don't even realize you are in a place of resting for however long that hmm. may have occurred. That is interesting. I, I believe they're both real places. Okay. Um, and so I, <clears throat> we the Bible speaks about both, so mm-hmm. I do believe what the Bible says. But I also think um, probably from a more, I don't want to say a philosophical standpoint, um, I believe that heaven is presence with God, and I believe that hell is the absence mm-hmm. of God. Um and so, I, yeah, I believe it is a place of eternal torment, mm-hmm. um, as the Bible mentions, whether that means, you know, I don't believe that Satan is a red <laughs> horned um, little, you know, walking goblin, right, walking around with a pitchfork and a pointy tail. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an angel. I believe mm-hmm. he's probably still looking like that in a mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but probably just all a little with a little hint of evil um mm-hmm. in his appearance and his forbearance but I, I i don't so so like satan is like fine but he's just he's kind of <laughs> kind of like like play like, like that like that fuck boy you should probably avoid like, <laughs> <laughs> i can't speak to that but um 
Okay, maybe, sorry. Maybe his essence I'll is. Speak. That's yes. why people fall on the temptation. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's alluring, right? I think, right. That's, I think that's, that's reasonable real. to say. He's, that's real. He's attractive. Right? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, sin is attractive. That's why, yeah. Uh, that is yeah. real. Yeah. I was making it funny, but that's actually no, real. Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, Lucifer <laughs> I mean, was light. Exactly. Lucifer means light. Right. I mean, he yeah. was Also, he light skin. So he light skin. Okay, cool. The devil is light skin. Now we know. It's been confirmed on the cookout. Put all your theological questions to rest. The <laughs> devil know. is light skin. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, from a maybe from a loftier view of thinking, I think mm-hmm. that hell literally is where God isn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think that we experience, you know, I think there are some religions like Jehovah's Witnesses who say we are living hell on earth right now. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I think mm-hmm. um I think hell literally I don't we have not experienced anything like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and so whether that fire is a literal fire where you're going to be burning or mm-hmm. a fire is some kind of metaphorical fire, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't plan to find out. Do you think it could pop? This thought just jumped into my mind. We watch these like uh, these movies and like mm-hmm. these TV shows and stuff like that where like it's um, like the end of days or like, you know, mm-hmm. the end of the world has happened, stuff like and that. And it's like this post-apocalyptic type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Left behind. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. obviously like this, this, this absence of Christ. Like he's like... Like, so one of my favorite shows used to be The Walking Dead. Like, I look at that and I'm like, they are forsaken, okay? Like, ain't nobody <laughs> checking up on them. Like, <laughs> Jesus said, forget this child, I'm done. Like, so like... Maybe the rapture's already happened. Like, could it be point? like something like like that where like actually Earth will like kind of like become hell in a sense? Like, where he's like, I'm going to take my people and leave the rest of you here and so then the it, planet dies and that's it. The Bible talks about the new Earth, the new mm-hmm. heaven and the new Earth. So uh-huh. I don't think, no, I don't believe that Earth is going to okay. become hell. I think hell is its own distinct place. Okay. Um... Do I think, again, do I think it is nothing but fire? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think everybody, a lot of people make their have their own interpretations yeah. of what it looks like, what it could be, what the experience mm-hmm. could be like. Um, but, yeah, I do agree that the conditions are probably going to be similar <laughs> and that you are, in a way, forsaken because mm-hmm. God, he ain't there. He, don't, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. dwell there. He does not dwell there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he can you go have, there. Right. He, he does yeah, not live imps, there. Because remember, mm-hmm. Christ went down into mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have imps and demons and all these kind of things happening mm-hmm. but and running about. But, yeah, I, I don't know if people are going to be literally burning mm-hmm. or not. Um, again, and, and in heaven, we talked a lot about hell in this conversation. Yeah. We have. But uh, with heaven. <laughs> that's uh, normally how it goes, though, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have uh, descriptions in the Bible, streets paved with gold, mm-hmm. you know, water like crystal. So yep. you have no need for light. No need for light. Right. Um, and then I, I, we have a no we have light. these pictures of this beautiful, perfect place. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's going to be what modern pop culture has, mm-hmm. you know, envisioned it as this place where it's a bunch of clouds and white it's foggy robes. and yeah. you're wearing white robes? Yeah. I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not. I don't know. Could mm-hmm. it be Eden? Like, could it have been, could it be a literal garden Ooh, of Eden? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, was that in a way heaven, you know, that was distorted, that was fallen? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't think we'll really, we won't really know until we get mm-hmm. there. I know for a lot of people that is not a satisfactory answer, mm-hmm. but there is, that does come a point, and I, and I want to make this point earlier, as, you know, I've had many theological debates with people. I have friends who are atheists. And we go back and forth, and I I pull out some evidence, and they pull out some evidence, and it's uh-huh. like just, we're kind of just going tit for tat, uh, respectfully, respectfully, of course. Right. But at it's going to come to faith mm-hmm. at the end. Of, it, mm-hmm. Belief has to enter in at some point because even in the Bible, it is acknowledged that we don't see God, mm-hmm. um, yet we believe Him and are yep. filled with an inexpressible joy because of it. Yep. Um, 
you don't see air and yet you know mm -hmm. air is there because we're breathing mm -hmm. you see the evidence the results of air mm -hmm. um i just took a deep breath well there you go the ruah of god the breath of god ah. um so <laughs> oh so um i i and i think eventually you have to come to a place where um if you are an atheist or a non-believer there's going to you try to and you're trying to talk to somebody who let me say you're trying to talk to somebody who's a non-believer mm -hmm. you try to present as much evidence as you possibly can um to plant a seed of reasonable belief in mm -hmm. them or even reasonable doubt that they might be wrong, that they don't actually have evidence to refute the existence of God either. Right. Just like they say, you don't have evidence to prove it. They mm -hmm. don't have evidence to refute it. Okay. Um, but then eventually it becomes a matter of belief. And I know for a lot of people that's a, that's a cop out, mm -hmm. but when you think about it, part of the belief is part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. We all believe in mm -hmm. something. Belief mm -hmm. in and of itself is philosophical. And even I think as an atheist, you believe something because right. you believe there is no God. So you believe something. Mm -hmm. We all have belief. Right. That's part of who we are. That's it. Um, it's just a matter of, I guess, <laughs> what you believe. Okay. Hmm. I, that was I'm, a tangent, sorry. No, no, this is good. This is good. Um, all right, so back to something Josh kind of touched on earlier that I have on my list, and it's something, it's a question I've been asking since I was a child. What the hell is up with the dinosaurs, fam? Like, so I, I need somebody to tell me, right? like, okay, if these things, these, these giant beasts existed, mm -hmm. why was there never any mention in the Bible of them? No one ever talked about them, but there's evidence that they were here. So if there were, was there a time when, like, we weren't here and they were or like how, how does that work because it's like with the way that they like paint dinosaurs and the way that they you know how giant like right. how could we have lived in harmony with them like that doesn't make sense right but they were obviously here and why were they made why are they not here like what's up with dinosaurs somebody tell me who wants to take it i don't i, I, don't, I don't have know. the answer so i can't i, I, I honestly yeah <laughs> i have not thought you haven't enough about i'm going to ask this question and probably some some other ones like on every session mm -hmm. but this is what i'm going to ask every single time because yeah. i need somebody to like break it down so <laughs> what do you here, think? here's what i here's what i think and okay. believe and obviously again yeah dinosaurs are not explicitly mentioned in scripture mm -hmm. but the book of job and i think also psalm do talk about the great leviathan mm -hmm. um so that is a prehistoric type beast mm -hmm. um so i think i <laughs> am of the opinion that there were dinosaurs because we had the fossilized evidence, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what could have happened to them? Well, there was a great flood. I do believe that. Okay. Um, I don't know if they all got fossilized, <laughs> just swept up in the water, mm. or environmental changes. I do believe, again, in my opinion, faith does not mean that I completely throw out science. So mm -hmm. I do think mm -hmm. that our environment has completely changed mm -hmm. um, okay. since biblical times. Um, and, I, and I'm okay. just... I I think maybe potentially possibly again there's no evidence to prove this but maybe just environmental changes kind of just wiped out all of these great beasts and so a lot of times we see dinosaurs and we see what again pop culture has imagined them as right. or what scientists uh, think they may have looked like uh -huh. no one really right. knows because all we have is bones right. we just have bones and we yep. assemble the bones and so if it ends up if a t-rex is that tall then we're like okay well the t-rex was this tall but uh -huh. I, we don't really know mm -hmm. exactly. Um, and as far as animals living in harm, 
dinosaurs living in harmony with humans well before the fall they probably did yeah. i mean adam god gave adam dominion over all the animals in yeah. the in the field in the mm-hmm. in the garden excuse mm-hmm. me not the field the field child <laughs> that's it a was whole a big different field. <laughs> that's a whole different well, that, uh, <laughs> nope. right. nobody was in harmony in the field child right. nobody <laughs> <laughs> not those fields not the cotton fields oh <laughs> there was no harmony there no much further back <laughs> right um my show is still trash, no matter what. <laughs> in the garden, um, and he named the animals and all these kind of things. So I think at one point, yeah, man and dinosaurs probably did live in harmony. But again, right. um, you have the fall of man. And then yeah. you have now there's disharmony between man and beast all the time. And it's not just the dinosaurs that we were uh, we fell out with. It's everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I can't get I can't say without a shadow of a doubt unequivocally what happened to the dinosaurs. Like, yeah, I do believe they existed. Uh, I believe that there could have been some kind of cosmic event to wipe them mm-hmm. out. A meteor? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that happen <laughs> that in the past that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, yeah, but I think, I do believe science and that dinosaurs existed. Now, were they millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of years old? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, carbon dating, that's, I guess, yeah. another, another topic for another day. But Well, uh, and... Hmm. And faith always leaves a point of when you don't know, your faith has to fill the rest right. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're never yeah. going to have all the answers. So there, there will be things that will make you question. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can think kind of outside the box on the realm of things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's does that take away from the end game faith that you have? Mm-hmm. And just you'll just have to believe, you know, there was something there. And we just, you know, God knew we just don't. Right. And and yeah. even though and to those who may be thinking, well, you know, that's a cop out or that's an easy answer. Just faith is just such an abstract idea. I guess my argument is that science is based on observable facts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't been able to observe everything, though. But there are certain mm-hmm. things that you do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we have scientific discovery and you have all these things happening, uh, all these things that we've learned and all these things that we're still discovering about the universe around us that we didn't know either. Um there are things that scientists just don't know. It's always and it's an it's an attempt to try to explain existence mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and I think we're always learning something new. Scientists are always learning something new. And some scientists disprove things that right. scientists of old mm-hmm. said was, well, this was what it was. This mm-hmm. is fact. Mm-hmm. Well, then you come a thousand years later and suddenly it's not fact yep. anymore right. um, because we found something else. Pluto was a planet, wasn't a planet, is a planet again. You know, it's like, okay, well, what is it? Um, You know, I think that's just part of, science is not infallible either. Mm -hmm. Faith, people may say, well, faith is fallible. Um, Faith is, you know, it's tricky. There's no real answer for it. Mm -hmm. But I think science is the same. There really is no flawless science because it's all based on what you can observe at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And faith, in my opinion, sees beyond what you observe. Okay. Um, Hence faith. How do we feel about, uh, we're going to make it a little more like grounded in now. Now I'm going to take a little slight turn. How do we feel about uh, mega churches? Ooh, it seems child. to be a bit of a division no. within the. I am not a fan of mega churches. <laughs> okay. All right. How do we feel? Well, Oh, go ahead. No, oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, like, I'll, the, I'll go last. The mega churches. <laughs> Why? Like why? Like I I just sit. I sit and I, you know, I walk into it and people are like, "Oh, it's beautiful." Did you see the sanctuary? Did you see this? And it's like, this is. I mean, it's really nice, but Mm -hmm. like, we're not 
this isn't a sports arena. This right. this is a church. A church mm-hmm. just needs a roof. AC. I'm in the south. Okay, <laughs> and say that because I'm going home. And no AC. And some chairs. <laughs> like right. the rest the of people. this money. Yeah. Could be you could be funding your community. You could mm-hmm. be out there doing the works that you're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing, uh, and instead, you know, I get the churches are tax free in, in in the U.S., but now you're dependent on those ties, and that's become such a big thing. And it's like if you're if you're doing well, if you're putting your money to the right works, you don't need the mega church because you're only pulling in people that are as grounded as the mega church mm-hmm. you're, okay. you're not out doing the work it's more of look at us mm-hmm. and look mm-hmm. at what we mm-hmm. have and, mm-hmm. and look at what god provided right and, you know, god right. provided but you didn't pr- use the provision the way he probably Ooh. wanted you to use it stewardship shots fired so i i 100 agree with josh mm-hmm. i i'm not mm-hmm. a fan of the mega church because every time i see a mega church i think celebrity mm-hmm. um and when i think celebrity and christianity i I think compromise mm-hmm. okay. um, and not to say that only mega church pastors compromise. Absolutely not. We <laughs> all have been guilty. I think as mm-hmm. believers of compromising on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, again, it, it feels like it's just an attention grab. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a well-oiled money-making machine. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are some people who are going to say, well, small churches do the same. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I, I just think sometimes I think, I watch, so there is a mega church pastor that I do like, T.D. Jakes. That okay. is, I listen, listen to Bishop Jakes' sermons um, sometimes. and but, so, but when I'm watching it, I watch it acknowledging the fact that, okay, one, he's a celebrity pastor by now. At this point, we can, mm-hmm. I think we can mm-hmm. all agree he's a celebrity pastor. We all know who he is. So right. Of course. Um, he's, you know, friends with Oprah, Tyler Perry's laying hands on him, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, but then I look at the, <laughs> the audience. Cynicism. <laughs> I look at the audience and I see all these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, are all these people effective? Mm-hmm. in ministry mm. like are all these people being equipped to evangelize are all these people are lives actually being changed or are they there because the path of who the pastor is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because there he's on tv and he's famous mm-hmm. and i want to be hooked with a famous well-known preacher mm-hmm. uh, you know and i i think there there are some muddy waters there for mega church pastors because okay. you see what happened with john gray um, and the Lamborghini and the affair and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's human though. Like nobody's yeah, above, absolutely. like above, above approach, everybody is, is flawed. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't, to me, when I see that type of thing happen, like number one, I'm like, who the hell am I to judge? First, right. first and foremost. And secondly, like, does it, make the word that came forth out of their mouth any less effective, any less true. It's it's Bible. No, right. Like, so like I I still, I was still fed. I was still given the word. I still ate. I was still able Mm -hmm. to, to put that to work in my life and I was still ministered to. Mm -hmm. So just because, you know, his sin was revealed and mine wasn't right. You know, it doesn't mean that what he said is now invalid because he's right. a, he's flawed. He's always been flawed. He was doing what he was doing before I even knew it. And I was still, mm-hmm. you know, giving to the church. I was still showing up. Mm-hmm. I was still being fed. So what does it really matter now? Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's just how I look at it. Right. You know, like I, I don't attend any church like as a member necessarily. Um, I might go to church maybe two or three times a year, pot, if mm-hmm. that. Um, and when I do, um, most of the time when I'm listening to a message, it's, it's like from like a podcast app of some sort, mm-hmm. something like that. But who I'm listening to, um, they happen to be of like 
mega churches mm -hmm. um but the word still comes through and i still eat you know mm -hmm. and do i think they're perfect hell no you know but at the same time like the word is still a word mm -hmm. it is and that's yeah. why i still look at bishop jays because yeah. I, I like his i like the word that comes from right, the right. potter's house um but at the same time <clears throat> and i hear what you're saying and i agree i just think for a pastor sometimes when they put themselves in those situations and they they become i, I Compromise is easy no matter where you are. True. And I just think that sometimes, and I've heard and I've witnessed messages, word, being watered down mm -hmm. because they're trying to appeal to the mass audience. Mm -hmm. yes. okay. And so instead of preaching the truth of the word of God, they're now preaching a gospel that sounds good to the ear. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem. I think we see that in a lot of churches mm -hmm. today. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, people are not preaching um, the truth of the gospel, which is that Jesus Christ died for our sins, mm -hmm. which means you have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. Mm -hmm. um, but people don't like to be called that, mm -hmm. and people don't like to hear those words. And so there are certain things you never hear come from those kind of pulpits. Mm -hmm. Bishop Jakes is not is an exception, in my opinion. Again, I'm not endorsing him over anybody else. If you listen to a megachurch pastor, cool. But um, I'm just saying, I just feel like in those positions, they are maybe a little more susceptible to mm -hmm. that because they are trying to bring in so many people and they do attract a lot of people. My mom goes to a mega church, ironically enough, in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the times I've been there, people pack the house, mm -hmm. but the word is good. I think there has and to that's be a the, balance. That's like, the distinction. To what yeah. you're saying, I think there has to be a balance. And, you know, one of my mantras is balance in, in everything. Mm -hmm. And that, that applies here as well. So I think, you know, when we were growing up in a church, I think it was really far on one side with, you know, the word was, was it was all damnation. It was all hell. Mm -hmm. It was all you can't do, mm -hmm. you shouldn't do, mm -hmm. you can't be mm -hmm. around. And mm -hmm. it was all that. And then, like, now it's gone to the other extreme. The radical yeah. grace. I think that we've we've missed the, the, the middle. We've mm -hmm. missed the balance. Right. Um, miss the gospel, and I think that that might be part of what what it right. what you might be like trying to get at in a sense. Yeah, what a lot of yeah, people may yeah, feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait. It's Jonathan's show today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I I think that if people if you stick to the gospel mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, you don't need to worry about being extreme on an either side because mm -hmm. the Word of God will speak for itself. It. You just be the mouthpiece. Um, okay. But I think at, we've seen a lot of additives. Mm -hmm. and we've seen mm -hmm. people add this and add a little mm -hmm. bit of this because mm -hmm. I want this to be palatable. Pal uh, palatable. palatable. Ooh, excuse me. Palatable. I'm a writer, y'all. Yes. <laughs> palatable. <Yes>. Palatable. <laughs> palatable um, to people because so many people have been hurt by the church mm -hmm. and i'm sure we'll probably get to that soon there, uh, yeah there are we're getting a little skinny on time there uh, are okay. three questions though that i really w need okay. to get to um so i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna do those real okay quick. yvonne go ahead okay. go ahead Vaughn. well no i was just gonna say real quick i, I agree with both josh and jonathan mm -hmm. on their points um i was a part of a mega church um at one point in my life and my issue was Part, partly with the word and how a lot of scripture is watered down to mm -hmm. to um, appeal to the masses. To appeal to the masses, yes. Um, it's, it's watered down to appeal to the masses, but it, there's also not a call for discipleship and for like actual community mm -hmm. and for actual, again, acknowledgement of sin, but also acknowledgement of the fact that, okay, we need to bear with each other mm -hmm. and not just, not just bear with each other. Like, oh, you're... 
you're you're you know you did a bad thing so did i let's just move forward and like maybe keep doing bad things and it'll be okay as long you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. i think there's a distinction between just gathering in groups um and doing life together than actually getting down and really doing life together according to the word right according to what the bible says mm-hmm. and actually not just forming groups but also discipling one another right sharpening each other and equipping being equipped to carry out the gospel mm-hmm. being equipped to teach mm-hmm. you know to teach others like the church is supposed to be a reciprocal like mm-hmm. organism mm-hmm. we're supposed to we're supposed to be disciples and raise up disciples and right. send people out yeah. that's what it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be this big building where we invite all these people to come in and just feed eat 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 mm-hmm. eat 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 and do nothing mm-hmm. with it right. and it. that 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 has been my issue with the mega church it's like okay. it's this big consumer mm-hmm. consumer like system mm-hmm. okay just come in and eat and preach that preach. okay yeah um, first one I want to ask uh, of the three that I have left um, why don't blacks and whites worship together generally speaking oh, that's, oh a, that's on my list that's on your list that's on my list my, my, I wrote oh it down I God. said <laughs> why in a religion of love is Sunday the most segregated time Ooh, it is the way you stated that much better than I did <laughs> yes. but yes. I've always wondered that growing up like I mean mm-hmm. now being the Caucasian at the table you know, <laughs> we typically had the, 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 the token black people at mm-hmm. our church to uh-huh. be like woo diversity Speak about it, Josh. Speak about it. Put that in the bulletin and sending it out. (laughs) Right? It's on our website. You see? There are some black faces in there. Um, (laughs) Oh gosh. But I never, I never really understood it. And like we would every now and then do stuff Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. some of the community. Mm -hmm. um, And and we like our men's ministries would get together and it'd be great times. Mm -hmm. But come Sunday, it was like Mm -hmm. now we've got our own places. Yeah. Like I've never been to a black church. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've oh, seen it on I've seen it on Medea, well, and I want to go. <laughs> my church ain't um, my, my church. Is you know, I, mean, I, black. I watch I watch Preacher's Wife, and I'm like, that's the that. I mean, <laughs> yes, that yes. Um, but I, I've never understood why <laughs> on a Sunday we can't seem to, to bring together. it together. Right. And, a, and and one thing that's rampant in the church that's a problem mm-hmm. is people get stuck on this is how I worship. Yeah. This is how it's supposed to be. Right. And Lord the pastors, because right. this is how I got yeah. thrown out of my last church, oh, the pastors out. are tied to the people who are paying the most money. Well, so well, if the wow. people who are well, older are tithing well. more than the people who are younger, the people who are older will trump what the youngers want and Ooh. how the church I should never be thought bringing of it like that. Yeah. And and that's, yes. Wow. This is worth that a is part a two. Uh-huh. This, that specific topic. <laughs> oh, that's wow. that's where I two. got moved out because the worship that I was trying to help bring in for a younger demographic did not fit oh. with the older demographic. Oh. And yep. so we had yep. to move out. Yep. That is interesting. Wow. That's a thing. I've heard that. that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, what do you guys think? Why, why don't we worship together? What do you guys think about that? Any thoughts? Yeah. Mm. Culturalism and tribalism. Mm-hmm. I think we're familiar. We're comfortable with what we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, African-American churches typically tend to be a little more charismatic and expressive Mm -hmm. white churches in my experience the ones that i've gone to and i've gone to quite a few tend to not be Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um it's just what you're comfortable with so interesting Mm -hmm. i go to church in york south carolina uh, pretty segregated place (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so one thanks maybe it wasn't thanksgiving anyway one there was one year where we um invited one of the bigger white churches to come and fellowship with us during a service and mm-hmm. to come worship with us. And they came mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I, 
I could tell that there was discomfort from everybody mm. because it's kind of like oh how do we function with them here like they're looking at us like our hands are raised people are jumping and shouting and screaming and they're you know only one of the only one lady from their church was standing stood up the rest of them, they were just sitting down um and then a couple of weeks later we had another white church come and they were a little more charismatic because mm-hmm. i think they were the church of god or something like yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, it, there it doesn't matter what color you yeah. are <laughs> right. but i think it's all we are creatures of habit right Mm -hmm. and we feel comfortable with who we feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. um but the thing is heaven is not black white it's not hispanic it's not asian heaven's going to be filled with all colors Mm -hmm. and so i feel like there needs to be more of a push for a little more multicultural worship experience Mm -hmm. because i think we can learn from each other Mm -hmm. i may not worship like josh worships but as long as we're worshiping the same god brother i'm there with you and that's all that matters and that should be all that matters Yep, I totally agree. Um, I I am at a church that's diverse. Um, okay. My pastor is my pastor is black. We merged two churches, a black church and a white church, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a unique situation. Um, and we've had some struggle. You know, um, mm-hmm. our worship team is very much you know high energy, mm-hmm. all black people, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and so we you know we we are very high energy, and there's you know white people that are just kind of like. Um, you know, just lifting hands, and right. then there's black people just like running around church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. okay. um, but it's 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 come to be it's it's become a really beautiful situation. I mean, a lot of I'll be honest, a lot of the white congregants left um, when we first merged, um, and that was you know kind of tough. But um, it's become something that. Like I, I see it as something that we we can do. Mm-hmm. We just have to put our preferences aside, mm-hmm. and I think it really comes down to just stepping out of our comfort zones and discovering again. It doesn't matter how you worship. It doesn't matter, you know, what you do in worship. It's that we are worshiping, and mm-hmm. it, it matters that the word that is coming forth is you know the word of God. Right. That's it. Um, and if okay. we can kind of get a, a, get our preferences out of the way, then we should. Racism still exists in the church. That's yeah. true. And I was thinking that as it well. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. Real, like, super quick sidebar, something like a question mm-hmm. that just came up with while you were talking about that, mm-hmm. like the, being charismatic and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Do you think some of it is an act? <sighs> we talk about this all the time. <laughs> so, I think, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think absolutely. some people definitely are putting on um, mm-hmm. because, and I think that's harmful because some people have mm-hmm. now whittled the Holy Spirit into a, a feeling a, 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 mm-hmm. i mean we right. joke about it all the time right yeah. like mm-hmm. a jerk yeah. or a jolt yeah. yeah that's not the holy spirit <laughs> um that is you it's that's not something you pick up on sunday and put right. down the it's rest not, of the week until you feel until you hear the right music exactly again. it's Ooh. not a ball of he's not a ball of energy waiting to embody like to right. come inside of you and have spirit. you shaking and looking uh-huh. all exactly. messed yeah. up like you on drugs or something mm-hmm. um but i think people have definitely compartmentalized the holy spirit as a huck and a buck but it's true and mm-hmm. so i think a lot of times yeah when there are definitely people who put on mm-hmm. i have been in worship services let me tell you at a recent family reunion in lawrence south carolina well it, it is florence it is florence <laughs> there are people who put on mm-hmm. but i think also the spirit of god gives you discernment mm-hmm. and okay. i think the spirit of god teaches you true worship the word says to worship him in spirit, spirit and, and in truth so yeah i am a little more expressive with my worship okay um i have quote unquote shouted in the past and danced before the lord uh-huh. but not because the music hit me in a certain way mm-hmm. or not because i felt a certain thing on the inside because that could have just been the ac hit me in the right spot <laughs> 
Facts. Um, <laughs> it is an outward expression of my relationship with the Lord. I don't actually dance much now. My worship has evolved as my relationship has evolved mm-hmm. with the Lord. Um, but I am very emotional. Um, I cry. Uh-huh. And, and I, I'm fine with that. I have no problem, no yes, shame. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think some people... Yeah, as soon as the if you hit the keys the right way, right. They, bam, bam, they jerk. Bam. Right. And Yvonne and I were just talking about, so you mean to tell me every single person in the church is shouting on rhythm? The Holy Spirit is hitting y'all all the same way on rhythm every single time. It just happens to be your oh, rhythmic worship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just. You mean to right. tell me you don't go home and practice that in the mirror? <laughs> right, right, right. You don't got a new step this Sunday because right. you went home and, and learned it. Okay. Oh, oh, I love it. Right. Practice your shout. Yeah. Listen, I know I mean, that I mean, you see, I do you even see kids who grow up in the church that they play church like yeah. you see that like and i did it that. like you know absolutely all right but it's cultural yeah, yeah. it's because we're mm-hmm. african do we have time or do we need to move you, on no go ahead. we can uh, unless y'all like are opposed to extending a little bit like mm-hmm. all right cool, we can, cool. We can, go ahead let's keep going i think right. a lot of the reasons that black church is such a charismatic experience it harkens back to our time in slavery yep. um because of the con- we were in bondage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The things we were going through were so intense mm-hmm. um, and so visceral. Mm-hmm. And so many times we had to, our people had to contain that. Mm-hmm. Church was an opportunity to just let go. Because at the very least, most slave owners allowed their slaves to go to church. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that was an opportunity to let, just let go and be expressive and then mm-hmm. take the things that we had back in Africa and bring it into our worship mm-hmm. experience today. Mm-hmm. And so those things have been passed on from generation to generation mm-hmm. to generation. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily in my opinion shouting is not an indication or a barometer for where your relationship is with the lord (laughs) half the time it is cultural because it's something you have learned like you said Mm -hmm. children they pick up on what they 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 pick up things and they see they they adopt and they mimic things Mm -hmm. that they see and so they'll start shouting Mm -hmm. um just because they see mommy and daddy shouting every Sunday or they right. see grandma shouting every Sunday. It's a cultural thing. It's something we learn. Mm-hmm. But true worship, authentic worship, doesn't always look like that. You may dance before the Lord. You may jump. I told Yvonne the other day, I do a lot of high knees sometimes. <laughs> um, you may get a little cardio in. Yes. But at the end of the day, what matters is the posture of your heart. So after you're after you're done shouting, have you actually changed? Yeah. Has anything in it. you changed? That's it. Has the Holy Spirit actually worked on you? Mm. Or were you just trying to show off? Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you trying to show people how you can cut a step? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's, um, we're going a little bit, like, actually mad long. So what we're going to do, <laughs> <laughs> um, this wasn't planned, but we're going to, you know, we're going to do it. I'm going to just, like, you know, you guys are going to get a bonus episode on Monday. Hey. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to continue the conversation. Um, so I wasn't prepared for this at all, but I have some more questions and they got notes as, as well too. So we want to, you know, give, give space for the Holy Spirit to move. Hi. 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 What? <laughs> so, um, we're going to, um, we're just going to, we're going to close the show out. The question that we're going to start with, um, in the bonus episode is going to be how we all feel about homosexuality as it pertains to Christ, how we all reconcile that two of us are gay at the table um, and the other two are friends with gay people and how you're able mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, because apparently we're, we're going to hell. <laughs> so um, that's going to be the question we start with. Um, I was just going to quickly invite um, Cardi B and Bruno Mars to the cookout. Okay. For that song. Oh, okay. I was going to make it the bop of the week, but it felt a little inappropriate. <laughs> 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 the song is called please me. Um, it's they are great together. Mm-hmm. Like they are 
awesome together. Like I'm like, um, joint album maybe. Mm-hmm. Like right. I'm kind of like I would be here for Every that. Yeah. Kind of like I would be here for like a joint album between like Miguel and um and J Cole. I think that'd be great. Oh, they're they're they a good combination. Good song, um, but yeah, I'm inviting them to the cookout okay. really quick. Um, we're gonna skip be nice asshole this week. Okay. Um, because it's not really about us. Well, okay, um, you better preach Jesus. that. You better <laughs> preach that. It's not okay. About you. Um, really quick, let people know how to find you. Oh, yeah. Um, Jonathan, you go first. Okay, y'all, I'm out here. So hey. find me on Instagram at John Writes Inc. That's J O N Writes I N K. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Jonathan McFadden is my name. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn. We can connect on LinkedIn. That's my professional network. I'm pretty active on there. Also, Jonathan McFadden. And I, my website is johnwritesinc.com. Vaughn, how do they find you, sis? Um, I'm not currently on social media. Oh, but, that's right. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My account, I'm just logged out of Instagram. Um, so my account's still active, but it's private now. Um, you can follow me at Eves Bayou. That's Y V E S underscore B A Y O U. Um, I'm not, I'm deactivated from Facebook, but once I'm back, I think April 1st will be my back to Facebook, back to social media date. Yay. You can follow me. Miss you in a group chat, sis. Huh? Um, so we miss you in a group chat. Oh, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll be back April 1st. But yeah, um, Facebook is Yvonne Pringle, Y-V-O-N-N-E. Pringle, like the chips without the S. Nice. And you sing, right? Oh, I do sing. Mm-hmm. I sure do. I actually sang a bunch today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do sing. Um, and you know, if you need... A singer, you know, um, let me, let me, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but um, I do worship lead at my church. I'm Mm -hmm. a worship leader. Um, So if you have, you know, a church event, um, you know, you want to reach out for me to lead, I sure, I'm Mm. available. So yes, yes, Yes. choir anniversaries, whatever, your church event, exactly. Um, Quinceañeras, um, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, um, birthdays, Yom Kippur, you know, Kwanzaa, all those things. Um, You know, I'm available. Flag day. Flag day. Weddings, whatever, all of those things. Um, Indigenous People's Day. Yes, I can get behind that. Um, But yes, um, reach out to me. I am for hire, so give on Pringles. Josh. Well, I'm on Facebook, Josh Gilmore. Like the girls are happy. So yeah. Just one L. Gilmore um, or on Instagram at Josh G underscore C L T. I'm gonna okay. follow Josh now. Um, yes. I'll follow you when I get back. All right. <laughs> you guys can follow me on the Instagrams at Chase Cassidy. Cassidy, of course, is spelled with the K. You can also follow the Cookout Podcast um, on Instagram as well where we have updates throughout the week for the show and also funny videos and memes to help you get through this trash week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All listener letters, all questions, um, even if you have personalized questions that you want to give to particular people who come and sit at the the family table, um, you can send those questions in for those people as well. The next time they're on, I'll ask them for you. Um, You can send them to the cookout podcast at gmail.com. Um, like I said, for the next few weeks, we're going to be doing a series on um, Christianity, religion, yes, all things like that. Questions. So send in all that stuff, all your experiences. I want to hear. I want to know. Um, all right. Um, so like I said, bonus episode is coming on Monday. We're going to start that with the question um, about homosexuality as it pertains to Christianity and how we all reconcile that. So um, with that said, make somebody smile today. And remember, be nice, asshole. <laughs>